Welcome back, everybody, to the Nourish Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, and I am so glad you are here. If you are new to the Nourish Doctor podcast, the Nourish Doctor podcast is all about how to nourish your mind, your body, and in turn, your career. My name is Deanna. I'm a working actor based out of the New York City area. I am also a life coach for creative, specifically performers. And what I work on mostly with clients is shifting your mindset so that you can book more work with less stress and shed that stupid, starving artist mindset that is holding all of us back. Yes, friends, it's a big deal and I'm really proud of it. And I want to share that with you. So here on the podcast, whether you're new or an oldie, I'll just remind you, on the podcast, what we do is I bring on guests to share their experiences um, because I am only one perspective and I want to make sure that you can get a bunch of different perspectives from different types of people, from different types of creatives, from business owners, from actors that are different from me, et cetera, et cetera. So I bring on those people for interviews and I share their stories with you all so that you can hopefully glean some knowledge from them. And then on these solo episodes like today, I give you guys like a mini coaching usually. I talk about different subjects that I think are really important for actors to know. And we talk about mindset shifts and we talk about career struggles and blocks that we deal with on the daily within the arts career, specifically the performing arts. And so it's like you get a mini coaching session with me and we talk about one big overarching pain point that is really important to address. Today, I'm actually taking inspiration from an Instagram post that I posted uh, last week. So I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's a picture of me with shorter hair than I have now, and I actually am in Pearl Studios, actually. You can see it, I think, in the photo. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about that post and elaborate upon it and talk about validation, both inner and outer validation, and why both are important. However, I think that actors specifically, actors and performers, really need to focus on the inner validation because sometimes that outer validation doesn't give you that boost of confidence that you think it will. So that's what we're talking about today. Before we get too into it, I want to apologize for the sound quality. I am back on my desk, which if you've been here a while, I usually record in my closet. Recently, I moved out to the desk for a little bit, even though it's a little bit louder. Um, And that's just because the closet gets really hot in the summer. I usually would bear it for these solo episodes since they're a little bit faster and not as long as my interviews, but I'm actually cleaning out my closet and selling a bunch of things on Poshmark, which if you've never been on Poshmark, it's a pretty cool spot. It's like a consignment store, essentially, kind of like eBay, but like a little bit cuter and more hip. I don't know. Anywho, if you're interested in buying my clothes, I have a Poshmark account at Nourished Actor. So very much like the title of this podcast, just know the. It'll be linked in the show notes. If you give me a comment that you heard about it from the podcast, I'll give you a really deep discount on my clothes. So if you're interested in that, 
go ahead and check me out on Poshmark. But that is why I am not in the closet because my closet is a fucking hot mess express. So we are back out on the desk. And even though it's much more comfortable, the sound quality is piss poor because I'm right by a very loud window. So I apologize. Let's dive in to our discussion today. So I'm going to explain what the Instagram post was all about. We're going to be talking then about validation and why we should be primarily focusing on our inner validation versus our outer validation. And I'll talk about both and explain what they are and again, how we can prioritize the inner validation. But first, the post. So I'll link it in the show notes so that you can see which one it is. It should be my second or third most recent post, depending on how many posts I put out this week. But essentially, it's a picture of me in an audition space in Pearl Studios with shorter hair, um, giving like a kind of half-assed smile. (laughs) And the post is about how... So the post was taken, the picture rather, was taken after I came back to the city after one of my first really big contracts, if you will. So I I came back to the city for auditioning in the fall after being away for the summer and having a really successful show that I did. This show, it was the first time I did Grease for anyone who's interested. So the first time I did Grease was in 2017 in a theater that I won't name in Wisconsin because a lot of people actually don't like that theater. I had a great time there, but that's another talk for another day. I was back auditioning after this amazing experience at this theater. Here were the big things that happened. So I played Frenchie for the first time, which if you guys don't know by now, it's A, one of my favorite roles to play, and B, it's a dream role. So I performed a dream role. I got really fantastic reviews about this dream role. Uh, about the stream roll, about this, per- about my portrayal of Frenchie. Like, I got really positive reviews, not only from the audience, but also from like publications. I worked with some of the most talented people I had ever worked with at that time, and many of them became some of my really true lifelong friends. So, that was really, really exciting. And then also, the show itself was super popular for that theater. And I worked with really fantastic choreographers and directors and the dance captain, Brooke, if you're listening, hey, she's amazing. Um, It was just like a really fantastic experience from a lot of different viewpoints. Granted, of course, there were some things that weren't perfect. I'm not going to go into that because that's not what this is about. But it ticked off a bunch of really huge career goals for me and things that, you know, I hadn't had in the past with the different productions I had worked on up until that point. I will say, too, that contract was the first time I was truly – I was proud of my work up until that point. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't proud of what I was putting out there before that. I totally was. But it was the first time where I felt like I killed it. Like, I killed it 100%, no doubt in my mind. And that was really important. So, back to the picture in the post. So, That picture was taken just weeks after coming back to the city from that contract. And I was at an EPA, which is an equity principal audition. I was still non-union at the time. And I did get seen at that audition, which is great. But what's interesting is that, you know, after coming back from that really amazing contract, I thought that 
you know, by having all these reviews and all these people tell me that I was amazing and that I was really good at what I do and, you know, having all of these like checks on my career list checked off, I thought that that would be enough to give me the confidence to go in and audition authentically, confidently, etc. But it wasn't. And the post was essentially asking people to think back, like, what would you tell your younger self? And like, looking back at that picture and at myself from 2017, my advice to myself was that All the outer validation in the world will not change how you feel about yourself. You have to change how you feel about yourself in terms of how you feel about your confidence, in terms of your self-worth. Like it's an inside job. And of course, outer validation and, and, you know, outside people telling you that you're good at this can be super rewarding and super helpful. Do not get me wrong. I am a words of affirmation love language person, so I totally understand needing people to tell you that you're awesome and to have that outside feedback. It's important for a lot of people and a lot of actors especially. However... You cannot rely on that alone to give you confidence. And that was the point I was trying to make with that post. It wasn't to say that outer validation isn't important or that, you know, outside viewpoints can't be helpful. But what I am saying is that If you don't work on the inside in terms of your mindset, in terms of your worthiness, and in terms of some of those inner child wounds, I don't want to get too deep into psychology, but like if you don't work on that stuff and rewriting the stories in your head so that they actually support you versus bring you down, well then guess what? You're not going to receive as much success as you could it is going to stall you in one way or another. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about this inner versus outer validation and why, again, inside inner validation is so important and like how we can start to work on that. Because again, you can be told you're amazing by a thousand people, but if you don't believe it yourself, you will never be able to go into an audition or a rehearsal space or into a performance with the confidence to be in the moment, to put 100% of yourself out onto the stage, into the character, whatever it is, you won't be able to because you will be hindered by that inner voice that tells you that you're not enough, that you are less than, that you aren't good at this, right? So let's talk about how we can start working that inner validation and why it's so much more important than that outer validation. Something was brought up in the in the comments by a friend who she had a really fantastic point. Go look at the post if you want to read it. But essentially, she brought up the idea that, you know, unfortunately, our society and, you know, specifically the performing arts community is not super supportive Um in terms of outside validation in general and that like the society can 
pull us back and make it really hard to validate ourselves, which I want to address that because that is really fucking true. I hear you, friend. And I wrote that to that person. But also for you guys here, you know, I am not saying that the like the society that we live in, that our industry doesn't have flaws. In fact, I mean, I talk about it all the time about how our industry feeds us these lies about the industry, these opinions that aren't necessarily true that really hold us back. And so that is totally true, right? Like there are going to be obstacles from our society, from our communities that we are still going to have to face regardless of if you work on your inner work or not. So I'm not saying that that's not true. But what I am saying is that even if those societal pressures were relieved, right? Let's say the industry was super duper supportive. Let's say they didn't treat actors like crap. Let's say that they, you know, gave you the time of day in the audition room, whatever the case is. Even if all of those things happened, if you didn't work on yourself inside, you would find something to invalidate yourself. Does that make sense? Let me give an example. So, An example would be you see this executive, this badass powerhouse woman who's an executive. You see her and she has it all. She's got a family. She's got a husband or a partner. She has a kick-ass career. She makes a fuck ton of money. She's doing her thing. But you find out that she still isn't happy. And why is that? It's because she hasn't been working on her mindset or she still has these deep-rooted issues that have not been uh, resolved isn't the right word, but haven't been worked through. And so that's my example. Like you can have it all, but until you work on that dark shit, whether it be your worthiness, whether it be some traumas, whatever the case is, until you work on that dark stuff and you kind of rewrite those stories – You could have everything in a perfect alignment, at least visually. You could have, quote unquote, it all and yet still be unhappy. And so that's why, like, even if society were to change over tomorrow to be so much more supportive to actors, it's not going to change how you feel on the inside. It might help you create a more positive relationship with your inner dialogue with your mindset, but it's not going to change it. You have to start doing the work to change it yourself. And I will say too, I am trying to start a revolution within the theater community, within the performing arts community about how we talk to actors and how we teach actors. I have another podcast episode coming out in a couple days that I think, or excuse me, in a couple weeks that I think is really going to drive this point home, believe me, I'm not saying that we shouldn't continue to work on the societal issues, especially, I mean, at large, but within our community as well. But I'm going to preach it until the cows come home. You got to still work on the inner stuff first, because if you work on all the outer stuff and you don't work on the inner stuff, guess what? The obstacles will still be there. I'm trying to lead a revolution to help actors be more confident and to shed all of those starving artist mindset blocks that we have from society. But the truth is I can do as much, you know, we could all do a ton to help shift society. But if you aren't also doing that inner work, it's not going to matter because that 
that negative outlook is going to continue to haunt you if you don't work on it. So just putting that out there. And yeah, in terms of outside validation, again, it's helpful. It can be encouraging. It can support you. But at the end of the day, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. So that means doing some inner work. Now, when I say inner work, what exactly do I mean? Well, it's going to look different for everybody. If I had the perfect like, this is what you do, I would be, you know, rich because I just have this amazing program or coaching course and we would just be done with it. But it's more nuanced than than that. So instead of telling you exactly like what steps to do, let me tell you what doing the inner work looks like in terms of the results. Doing that inner validation looks like being authentic and comfortable in your own skin and in your skills as an artist. Um, It means working on that confidence and self-worth piece And how do we do that? Here's a couple of ideas. So first of all, you have to know yourself. And I know that sounds so cliche, like, of course I know myself. But get this, friends. Most people don't – they think they know themselves and perhaps they do, but they don't really let themselves go deep and think and feel feelings to the fullest, right? We are so used to – rushing through things in our society and not really stopping to think, to smell the roses, whatever you want to call it. So the first step is to know yourself. And so that means you have to dig in. And there's lots of ways to do this. This is where that individuality comes in. There's a lot of ways to know yourself better. You can start meditating, working with a coach and talking through things, working with a therapist if you have some deeper perhaps traumas to work on, things like that. Um, It could also be doing a personality test. It could be starting a journaling practice. It could be getting into astrology and learning more about yourself from that aspect. Whatever your flavor is, is great and and everything's going to be different. So what might work for you might not work for me, but that's where you start. We have to start by zoning in on ourselves and saying, okay, who am I? What do I want? What is important to me? And what do I need to release? And that's where we start. Once you start to know yourself better, you can rewrite those stories that are holding you back. Those stories, in quotes, are, um, that's what Brene Brown calls them, but essentially it's those limiting beliefs. So what is limiting you from becoming the best version of yourself? And how can we either rewrite those stories so that they're more supportive and more helping you move forward versus hold you back? Or how can we release those stories and release them and recognize them as falsities? Either way, you got to start first by digging in, figuring out who are you. It reminds me of the um, the who. Who are you? Who, 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 who? Anybody? Bueller? So rewrite your stories. You can start to actually live within your values, which again, that's a big thing. A lot of times when people are are unhappy with something, it's because they are not living within their values. They feel like they are wasting their life by doing things that don't 
they aren't aligned, right? So by knowing yourself better, you can rewrite those stories. You can start to live within your values, which newsflash, they actually might change over time, which that's okay too. And then last but not least, you can grow and then eventually evolve. Um, another big happiness stumbling block, if you will, is people who are either unwilling to grow and evolve or who feel like they aren't growing and evolving and they want to. Both of those things can be stifling and can make you feel unhappy and unworthy of success, right? Whatever that looks like to you. So this is why the inner validation is so important. And I said it to myself in that post. I'm going to say it to myself and to you again. It's an inside job, friends. I don't care if you've been on Broadway and you won 10 Tony Awards. If you don't continue to work on your mindset and tell yourself that I am enough, I am worthy, I am amazing at what I do, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to have some blocks within your creativity and within your career. Everyone goes through them. I don't care how successful you are. And I put successful in air quotes because success is relative to you. But everybody deals with this. And if you don't address it and start to work on it, you're going to stall out and it's going to really stop you from shining as bright as you could. And I want all of you, every single one of you who's listening, I want you to shine so fucking bright and stand in your own fucking stage and own it and be authentically you. So that's what I have for you today. Remember that you have to validate yourself, that those outer accomplishments, those outer validations from other people, from society, they can be super supportive. But if you don't validate yourself, you're going to hold yourself back. It's like RuPaul said, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> so. That's what I'm getting at, right? If you don't love yourself, how can a casting director want to cast you? If you aren't proud of your skills and of what you bring to the table, how can you show up authentically in the room, in the audition room, on stage, in rehearsal? You can't. And you are going to find yourself stifled at one point. And I don't want that for you. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you liked this podcast, share it with one of your theater brethren. Share it with somebody that you love, specifically a performer. But like, I'm here regardless of what you identify as. And make sure you leave a review on iTunes. I really, really appreciate it. iTunes reviews are like the gold standard in terms of podcasting. So subscribe to the Nourished Actor Podcast. Leave a review if you can. I so, so appreciate it. And also follow me on Instagram at The Nourished Actor. You can follow me on Poshmark at Nourished Actor if you're interested in buying some clothes. Totally random. Sorry, but it's happening. So I might as well share. And then you can find the Nourished Actor community group on Facebook. And last but not least, if you want to get on the mailing list, I send out like a monthly newsletter now. So it's like once a month. Um, so super low key. So if you want to find out more about that, uh, you can go to the link in this episode and get on my mailing list. And 
That way you can keep in touch with all things The Nourished Doctor. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back again next week.